Hey, I am Jess, and I'm obsessed with all things nutrition, science, and helping you navigate this information while maintaining a deep sense of peace and empowerment in your body. I'm a registered dietitian who started out with an eating disorder and then fell in love with learning about how God intricately designed our bodies to be resilient and so much more than superficially beautiful. I am now a mama who loves to be healthy, not because of how it makes me look, but because of how it has transformed the energy I can give to my family, my friends, and you. On this show, we hit on real talk around the latest nutrition science and body image resiliency, all while balancing it between grit and grace. Think of this as your weekly audio coffee to encourage your empowered eating journey. This is the Fuel Her Awesome podcast. Hello, gorgeous. I am so glad you decided to click on this podcast today because this topic, this idea of differentiating between discipline and rigidity, I think this is like the most crucial component in your journey. And I'm super passionate in talking about it because I think it's it's also complicated and it's a hard thing to do. But when we can differentiate between these two, things become a lot more clear. Now, if you're like me and you have a past history of struggling with food and some body bullying, and I think this occurs on a spectrum, like I struggled with an eating disorder, the way I spoke to my body in my younger years was just so horrible. And, you know, I look back at my younger self and I just like want to hug her and say, I'm so sorry, the way I treated you and the way I spoke to you. There was a lot of healing that I had to go through. But fast forward 15 years later, you know, nobody's getting younger here. We are all aging, thankfully, but I have to take care of my body differently. Like I can't, in the sense, get away with, you know, not being intentional with my food the way I could in my early 20s because I feel it. Like my biofeedback tells me, Jess, you've got to take care of us. (laughs) You need to feed us with foods that energize in addition to the donuts, right? I can't just live on the donuts anymore. So when I had I had this past history of this relationship with food and being mean to myself, but then I started aging and having kids and metabolism is shifting. And all of a sudden, it's like I have to do things differently. So when I set goals or I try to introduce like new nutrition focuses or a meal plan, immediately I get like this, I would get this resistance. Like I can't do that that's rigid. You know, I'm not going back to my eating disorder. And I think a lot of us can relate to this. So many of the clients I work with, it's like we come up against this fear of pushing ourselves when it comes to food or even exercise, because in the past when we did it, it turned into obsession or it turned into a disorder or it became unhealthy. This is so important to recognize as something that's one, totally normal, and two, it's a protective mechanism. Thank God we have that because, you know, for me, I never want to go back to my eating disorder. Never, never, never. So when I feel that resistance, in a way, I'm grateful for it because I know it is a protective mechanism. And, and, crucial conjunction there, (laughs) and at the same time, I know I want to grow and I'm not the same person I was 10, 15 years ago. So revisiting some things is okay. But in order to get to this space, I had to differentiate between discipline and rigidity and get really clear on what the differences are. So I'm so excited you are here because that's exactly what we're going to do today. We are going to break this down 
so that you can step into 2024 with discipline, which discipline is something that opens doors and creates freedom. But when we have a history of rigidity, sometimes they can get a little braided together and it can be hard to take apart. But we're going to do that today. You ready? I'm so excited you're here. I really am. I love this topic. (laughs) I think it's, again, like it was so transformative in my life. When I started implementing discipline initially, this was right after my second, my first boy, not my second, my first boy was born. I got to this point where I had been in a healing journey with food for about eight to 10 years. I was eating very intuitively, very free flowing. And then after my first boy was born, I was like, oh my gosh, I am exhausted. You know, I just cannot keep up with the lack of sleep and being a working mom and trying to be a present wife and doing all of the things I feel called to do, it's really hard for me to do all those things when I am eating more free flowing. Like I knew I needed to pull in some intentional eating. And interestingly, if you look at the intuitive eating model, the last step is something called gentle nutrition. And I think this is the part that is often missed or it's there's like a lack of invitation to grow in this area and at least for me when I was going back into like when I was starting to tiptoe back into taking care of my nutrition and exercise I was really nervous about this step and so you know introducing myself to discipline again was something I had to do with support with conversation um, a lot of reflection but once I started doing it I realized it actually opened doors and provided more freedom. Oh, so excited to break this down. So glad you were here. Okay, before we dive in, I just want to give like a little umbrella of what's going on in the empowered eating world because we have lots going on. It's the new year and I just want to lay it all out for you. So there are a few options that you can take to embark and dive deeper into your empowered eating journey. I talked on Wednesday. If you tuned in, awesome. If you didn't, go back and listen to the episode I dropped on Wednesday because I talked about the 30-day empowered eating boot camp. Now, this boot camp was specifically designed for either someone who is starting their empowered eating journey or someone who's been on it and just needs a reset. This is actually the protocol I went through last fall when I had I was coming off camping season summer season. I mean, things were just chaotic in my house. And I was like, okay, Jess, we got to get it together. So this was my protocol for getting a total reset going and moving forward. So we have that going on. You can find all the details on that 30-day program, which includes one-on-one sessions with me. I look at your supplement stack, lots of one-on-one interaction with me. So it's not all on your own. You can find details about that at jessbrownrd.com forward slash bootcamp. If you're like, yeah, it sounds good, but I'm just not quite sure. I have a new cool tool for you. It is the Empowered Eating Quiz. You can check out to see if your eating and your values align with each other. This is a totally free quiz. You can find this either in the show notes or at the top of my website, jessbrownrd.com. You can dive in, answer some questions, get acquainted with what your eating style is and whether or not it aligns with some of your core values. Okay, let's break down the difference between discipline and rigidity. Now, being an extreme person, it's just my personality. It's the way I've always been. I'm kind of an all or nothing kind of girl. I don't know if you can relate. (laughs) I think most of you can. This is important to differentiate between the two because when we start setting goals, we're really, it's easy for us to slip into rigidity. And that rigidity is what's going to 
so quickly kick us back into body bullying, right or wrong. You know, I get stuck in shame because I didn't do it right. And then I feel overwhelmed and then I fall off the wagon and I don't even pick it back up again. So that rigidity is the fastest track to repeating the old cycles. Now, discipline is a totally different story. Okay, so let's look at rigidity first. Rigidity is like that mindset that goes like this. You have to eat perfect. Workouts have to be hard. It has to be a certain level. But somehow, somehow, ironically, it's never enough. When you're operating in rigidity, you are forever chasing this standard that seems impossible to attain. So it just, you feel almost like a failure for even trying because it feels so far away. Like your goal is so far away from where you actually are. You kind of perpetuate, not kind of, you do, you totally perpetuate this idea that you are not like blank enough, like not good enough, not strong enough, not skinny enough, not fast enough. The rigidity mindset or the rigid mindset keeps you in the not good enough syndrome. If you've ever struggled with food and been in some of that all or nothing black or white thinking, you know very well what this rigid mindset is. Like rigidity was the name of your game. It included strict food rules. I can't eat this time. I, I can't eat that food. Like watch your language around how you speak. It'll let you know whether you're operating in rigidity or discipline. Um, typically it includes rigid calorie targets, rigid thinking around what's good for you, what's bad for you. And you watch so many people live in this world. Listen to the way people talk about food or exercise, especially this time of year, and you'll hear rigidity all over the place. Oh, I can't eat that. Oh gosh, it must be nice to be able to eat that. I used to be able to work out like that. Like there's all of this black or white thinking, which is rigidity. And again, that rigidity is going to be what kicks us back into the negative and scarcity mindset around food and our body. So it's tricky when we have experienced this because we can feel resistance to discipline. Like I remember what I have this one client in particular, we were talking about discipline last year and I, I said the word discipline very like nonchalantly and she, her, she tensed. She looked at me like, oh, I don't even like that word, Jess. And it's because in her mind, the only way she knew how to implement discipline was to be rigid because that's all she'd ever known. And I remember feeling that way too. I relate to that so much. It's weird. I almost felt guilty when I started implementing discipline. Like I've seen, and I've seen this in a lot of the women I work with where they're ready to grow. Their headspace is in a new healthy headspace. They are feeling empowered, but they're nervous to like ask about food logging. Or they're nervous to be more intentional with their protein needs. And I think one of the best things we can do to transition to discipline when we have a history of rigidity is come to terms with the fact that there are seasons in life. We all have seasons. And one of my favorite sayings is, what was healthy yesterday may not be healthy today. And there's no guarantee that it's going to be healthy tomorrow. And I think it's so important that we recognize what season of life we are in. So for example... You may have heard me speak about this before. I call it your donut victory. We have to assess what our donut victory is. And, you know, our donut victory might be different depending on what season of life we are in. So here's here's the donut victory scenario. If you walk into a break room, church room, party, whatever, we walk in there, there's a box of beautifully decorated donuts, and they're calling your name. What is your victory 
And for some women, this is going to look like walking in, grabbing a donut, eating it without guilt, enjoying and moving on. That's going to be their donut victory. For other women, it might be walking in, looking at it and not having the donut, learning to engage in conversation and be around other women and participate in parties or social events without eating the donut. For other women, it might be taking time to assess like, you know, I haven't had breakfast. I am hungry. I'm going to go ahead and grab a donut. Or maybe it's like, you know, I'm not really hungry. I'm going to grab the donut because it looks good, but I'm going to go halfway through the donut listen to my body's biofeedback and decide whether or not I'm going to finish the donut. I mean, the donut victory is so unique to you and your circumstance. And I love asking women this question because it really helps them to tangibly note like, what is my victory? What is it that is the healthy win for me right now? And here's the thing about your donut victory. It's going to change depending on the season of life you were in. If I were to rewind time back to when I was struggling with an eating disorder, hands down, my donut victory would be to walk in, have one without guilt, enjoy it, like actually taste the donut, allow myself to enjoy the sprinkles and the gift of what donuts are. I mean, donuts are a gift to the world. Let's be honest. (laughs) That would have been my donut victory. A few years later, my donut victory would be to have half of the donut and not feel like I have to finish it. Right now, my donut victory is assessing whether or not I really want the donut depending on the context of my day. Like, is this a day where I've eaten adequate energizing foods? Is it a day where I plan to have more fun foods later on? You know, how does the donut fit into the overall picture of my day and how much energy I need for the day? Every season of life, you need to be able to assess what is your donut victory. And I think understanding that will help you direct where discipline needs to show up. So again, what was healthy yesterday may not be healthy today and it may not be healthy tomorrow. So when we look at adding discipline back into our lives, sometimes the things that weren't healthy for us years back might actually be the thing that help us right now. Like for years, I had to work on adding fun foods and donuts back into my life, back into my meal plan without guilt. That was my focus. That's what helped me challenge rigidity. But after time, and as I grew older, I needed to reassess that. And I needed to learn how to not have so many fun foods and choose more energizing foods. So again, what was healthy yesterday may not be healthy today. And I think when we can consider that, it invites us to think differently about discipline. Okay, so let's break down rigidity and discipline just a little bit more. Rigidity is going to operate in the currency of shame. And that's that all or nothing, black or white, right or wrong way to do things mentality. Discipline is going to operate with a focus on curiosity and a goal of growth. So this means if it doesn't work out, instead of being mad or shaming yourself, you're curious. You're like, why didn't that work? And how can I do it differently tomorrow? Rigidity is rooted in insecurity and comparison, where discipline is rooted in a desire to be a healthier version of you because you're now serving a greater purpose. You're now living out your values at a deeper level. So for me, when I was working on implementing discipline after going through that healing journey, it was after, like I said, my first son was born. So I was wanting to be intentional with fruits and veggies and choosing to have more fruits and veggies than donuts at that time. 
because I needed more energy for my kid, my husband, and the work that I love to do. So it was rooted in a greater purpose. It wasn't rooted in the fact that I thought I wasn't skinny enough or pretty enough or whatever enough. Totally different roots here. Rigidity doesn't allow for error where discipline learns every step of the way. So here are some examples. Discipline is waking up early, even when you're tired, even when it's uncomfortable and that bed is so cozy. Rigidity is waking up early, even when you are sick. Discipline is eating the salad when I want the nachos because I know it will make me feel better. Where rigidity is being afraid to eat the nachos and therefore always eating the salad. Discipline is having one or maybe two cookies and trusting my body to handle it. Where rigidity is thinking there is a right or wrong way to have a cookie and completely forgetting the powerful and forgiving nature of our body. Discipline is committing to a goal and staying committed even when it's uncomfortable, even when it's inconvenient, even when it's hard. Rigidity is putting the goal above everything else that you value. And I think this is what a lot of us don't want to go back to and why some of us are resistant to setting New Year's resolutions because we don't want to have to obsess about food to where it impacts our family or it impacts our ability to have fun with our friends. That's rigidity. Discipline is commitment. Rigidity is putting it above everything that's important to you. Discipline gets up and keeps going when things don't go as planned, where rigidity tells you you did it wrong and triggers that shame response. When we break it down this way, we can see that rigidity is a cage And that's what we don't want to go back to. So we can be thankful we feel resistant to it. But discipline, discipline is what gives us freedom. It's what takes us to that next level of health. So we can feel not just comfortable in our body, but empowered. And I know this is where I get really passionate because as I recovered from my eating disorder, I believed this lie that I was, you know, feeling comfortable was the best it could be. And, you know, I think I believe that because for so long I felt uncomfortable. So the idea of feeling comfortable was like the gold standard. But as I got more comfortable in my body and I learned to value, you know, feeling energy and tolerating the imperfections of my body and growing with my body, as I got more comfortable, I realized I don't want to just be comfortable. I want to be empowered. I want to feel strong as I age. I want to be present And be able to engage with play, not just with my kids, but like in my workouts and how I move my body. And I want to be able to do that for a long time. My grandma, she was an amazing grandma. But one of the things I have, I remember so well about her is that she would go out front with me and she would play with me. She would play soccer. She would throw rollerblades on. I mean, she played with me. And I see my mom now, who is such an inspiration. She had four kids. And she poured into us when we were younger. I mean, being mom was her number one focus above her own health sometimes. And after we went to school and we all left the house, she decided to start taking more care of herself. And I'm so glad she did because guess what? Last weekend, I was up on the ski hill with my mom and my two boys were trying to keep up with their grandma on the ski hill. Like how incredible is that? So I got to this point of where I didn't want to just be comfortable. I wanted to be empowered. And I see this a lot, especially in high, high achieving women. I see them rock at implementing discipline in many areas of their life, like in work and motherhood. I've seen CEOs and stay at home moms of four or five kids who can crush a day's work. They can make the impossible happen, but then they feel panic when it comes to 
facing and implementing discipline with their own health. And I think if you relate to that, that is a tall tale sign that you have rigidity in your head when it comes to food and how to care for your body. And maybe you have that rigidity because like me, you have a past history with food, or maybe it's because we just live in a world that has a lot of rigidity around food in general. But I think the good news is, is that there are tools to help circumvent this so that you don't use rigidity with your food and exercise and meal plans and diets. You implement that discipline that you already have. You already have it in these other areas. But now we can pull it into your food world. This is the transition to empowered eating. This is exactly what I lay out in the empowered eating method where we go over each component. We talk about what are your values, rewriting health based on what's most important to you, understanding biofeedback, how your body talks to you. And then third, nutrition science. When we overlap those three, it is a fail-proof way of staying in this mindset of discipline and not going back to rigidity. So I am so excited for you to differentiate between these two and further embark on your empowered eating journey. If you have any questions about this, you can always snag a free discovery call with me. You can find that in the show notes or over at my website, justbrownrd.com. All right, I am so ready for this to be your year. And if you're feeling repulsed by rigidity, good, good. But don't let that cloud your relationship with discipline because that discipline is key to your next step. So excited for you, friend. Thanks for being here today. And I cannot wait to chat with you next week. Until then, cheers and happy eating. Gosh, I'm so glad you joined me today. If today encouraged you, would you take a minute and encourage me by leaving a review for the show? I read every single one of these reviews and your words, they mean so much to me. This podcast is here to support you weekly, but it only scratches the surface. To learn more on how you can become an empowered eater, snag my free workshop, how to eat intuitively and hit your goals without obsessing over food at jessbrownrd.com. Don't forget to join me right here next Monday where I cannot wait to fuel your awesome. Cheers, my sweet friend, and happy eating.